I have been listening to Audible for years. It just started with a free trial and my favorite Ellen Hildebrand book. And then once I realized how much I could accomplish in a day, like cooking for the kids, cleaning, organizing the house, you name it, um, while being entertained, I was hooked. It has all of my favorite fiction books, but it also has our favorite books on natural birth like Mindful Hypnobirthing, Birth Without Fear, Birthing From Within, Natural Childbirth, The Bradley Way, just to name a few. If you use my link, you can get 30 days free of Audible. Just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally. And I suggest starting with Ina May's Guide to Childbirth if you haven't already, because that is a listener favorite. So once again, just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally for 30 days free. Welcome to Birth Naturally. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Kate. And we're sisters having a conversation about everything from med-free birth to natural parenting. Hi guys, welcome to another episode. So today's episode is actually uh, a repeat, well, for us, because we record, this was our first recording that we did with Lindsay, who Caitlin has known for eight, for a long time, right, Kate? Yeah, since high school. So Lindsay was gracious enough to come and be our, our guinea pig, and the recording got all wonky, and we didn't know what we were doing, so Lindsay was kind enough to record again with us. <laughs> yeah, so. we really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but we we think you'll really enjoy Lindsay's story because she was so honest with her struggle to get pregnant and she had uh and her postpartum that she dealt with after pregnancy and she still had a really great uh birth experience in the birth center so uh we think you'll enjoy that definitely it was definitely a a positive outcome to you know a rocky start for sure yes and Speaking of Rocky, we are still um, in quarantine in Pennsylvania here. Two plus months going strong. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> things, things, you know, like I, I decided this week to like try to make my own couch slip cover and like it involved dying fabric. Yeah. How'd that go for you? You, <laughs> as you predicted, it did not go how I thought it would that's so funny because you explained like I got all this stuff I'm gonna it's gonna be so easy and I was like oh really okay all right I'm interested (laughs) to see how this is gonna turn out because I see you getting very frustrated and just throwing the thing out the door (laughs) yeah it was like drop cloths and writ dye and like all this other stuff so didn't work as planned but you know what I had a plan b I have a new slip cover situation that's fine it's it all fine. worked out in the it's, end it's fine it's not great it's not even good it's just fine but you know what <laughs> sometimes that's better than how it was before right right yes so you know things like uh, we have had our kids home for since what mid march it was now? march 16th i want to say i think Is it that, was before no, that it was no march 13th Yes. Yes. That so, was it. and now we're recording this. It's Labor Day weekend, so it's, it's been, been a while. while. It's been a while, and yeah, yeah, like they're always around. 
they're and always around yes always there I mean and, it's yeah crazy. it's crazy it is and like and and I really enjoy I mean with everything that's been going on my plan originally I had wanted to homeschool my kids next year my oldest is going to middle school and I just wasn't comfortable with the school and I had just always had it in my heart that I wanted to homeschool so this has been a good like it's not a trial run because no, but it's kind of just like getting dipping your toes in, you know, yeah, just like, like having, yeah, like not having that break anymore, right? And that sort of thing, right? Yeah, but but like the whole not being able to go anywhere, not the, not being able to see friends, that's tough, yeah. and the distance learning thing. I'm really like, <laughs> I know, <laughs> it's like it's very very hard. I know. Um, it's hard because of the fact that they're just sitting in front of their computers. Like, so, uh, you know, some yeah. days are lighter than the others and it goes really smoothly and they're done before lunch. Other days, it just feels like they're working on things the whole day. And mm-hmm. the other day, Olive, um, it, it just was taking her so, so long. And she she gets migraines and <laughs> she, <laughs> I was outside and she came to the window. And well, I should start off by saying, the teacher says, like, don't keep commenting to all the kids on each assignment because I get an email every time you do. So if they're, like, oh typing gosh. comments in Google Classroom, which they do all the time, they type, hi. Like, <laughs> what do we do kidding. today? Yeah, you know, just all kinds of comments the kids are doing. So I tell Olive, like, don't comment in Google Classroom because your teacher, you know, Mrs. Wallace is getting all of these comments in her email. So, and she understands that. If she has a question, fine. but you know, that's about it. So she comes to the window the other day and she says to me, um, I just had to tell Mrs. Wallace. And I was like, what? So I run over to the computer and I read (laughs) the comment that she posted to the whole class. And it says, Mrs. Wallace, you give us too much work in this part's all in caps. My head hurts. <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh. You just... <laughs> so I quickly deleted it, but I'm pretty sure that the, the teachers like can still see it even after they delete it. So Mrs. Wallace, you give us too much work. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> the best part about this too is like, if people know us, I am definitely the more outspoken one. And Kate and and her husband Steve are both like more reserved people. Yeah, yeah. So it just makes me laugh that Olive has turned it like Olive is like a say whatever's on her mind kind of oh, person. Exactly. Like where did she even come from? Like what? I don't know. How like, does we, this happen? I, I truly have no idea. Like she did, even in the Google Meets they have to do. I mean, she will say whatever comes to mind. It's, it's There's like not really shy, funny. Yeah, no. she's not shy in the lowly spit. No, and I, I love it. But um, yeah, it, that was a good one. <laughs> that was really good. At the time, I was like, oh, how could, like, you can't do that. And I didn't, like, really reprimand her. I was like, dude, like, you know, you're not supposed to do that, okay? But, <laughs> I just love that she told you, though, because, like, she knew she wasn't supposed to. As soon like, as that <laughs> exclamation mark hit that, you know, as soon as she hit that exclamation mark, she came right out and was like, uh, hey, mom. I just had to. 
just had like it probably the comment alone probably took her five minutes to type out I mean every all the punctuation was correct and everything so you know you you didn't think the whole five minutes that you maybe I shouldn't be doing this (laughs) apparently not I can really relate because I we were just talking before we started recording Um, I just had to deactivate my Facebook because I cannot stop commenting on things that I disagree with on Facebook. And I think it's like a combination of being cooped up so long and being 29 weeks pregnant and just, you know, it's just a bit, it's a bad mix. So <laughs> I was like, and Evan said, are you like actually a baby? Like you can't not do this. I was like, no, I really can't. Like, I just feel like I, I need to say what I need to say. So <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny because I would never do that like if I don't like yeah. what I, I'm yeah. seeing from someone I literally will just like hide their posts <laughs> you know that's an option uh, too I know but I tried that at first and then I was like you know what like I need to speak up <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know that's why so nothing good ever comes out well I know and that's the thing like you have to remember even when you do tell someone you're you know that they're wrong it's not going to change their mind no it's, it's not. not but th- that it's doesn't stop me cause. it yeah. doesn't stop me and it's yeah. not going to stop me so I'm like yeah. I'm like literally at the same mindset as a seven-year-old who is <laughs> Typing to a teacher that you're giving me. A- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh you God. and Olive have a lot in common right now. <laughs> too funny. Was, it was yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, but like that, the whole like th- this whole distance learning thing. It's tough for parents for sure, and oh my it's gosh, definitely yeah. tough for kids. Mm-hmm. And now we're kind of in this limbo of next year. I know. Like, I was just, we were just talking about that the other day. I called you. I was like, when are they going to let us know? Like, I understand, I understand that they're not sure where we're going to be by August or September, mm-hmm. but it's like something that we kind of have to prepare for. Yeah. I, it would be nice to be able to like get, start getting prepared for whatever it's going to be next year. Um, I read something that said that our schools will be open come fall but there there's a very good chance that they're going to be you know changing things up where the whether it's changing everyone's schedules a little bit you you mentioned that maybe some kids would only go a couple days a week and then the other mm-hmm. half will go a couple days a week I don't know it, it's so up in the air but it, yeah I'm anxious to see what what the deal yeah. is I'm yeah really... it's 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 tough like it's very because I think they're I think we'll see a lot more people homeschooling, mm-hmm. maybe because there's all these different guidelines that kind of have been floating around online. And it's just, it's very hard to make a decision if you mm-hmm. don't know what I know, it exactly. is you're deciding, you know, like you don't know what else you're, what your choices are. So, right, right. Yeah. And Nellie's, since Nellie's going into kindergarten, I don't want her first year in school to be so so you know wild and different and I don't want her to be stressed out about it and Mm -hmm. because she tends to get like that so I don't know it's definitely yeah she's she's like the opposite personality from Olive exactly she's like anxious and super shy and (laughs) I don't know so it'll be interesting to see and um I just hope that they can make a decision soon so I can 
kind of figure out what what's going on and what we're going to do. Yeah, I know. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate and are in the same boat that are listening oh, yeah, right now. For sure. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, and like the story with Olive, we always say, send us your funny parenting stories, because especially right now, we need, we need them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, we really need some funny like things when we're all kind of trapped and Sometimes things don't feel so funny when you're trapped at home. Exactly. <laughs> but we could all laugh we could all laugh at your expense. So <laughs> I know. And this olive story was not funny at the time, but now looking back, I'm like, I can't stop laughing about it. So <laughs> Yeah. So send us on Instagram at birth naturally, or you can email us at birthnaturallypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and, and we look yeah. forward to hearing some of those. And we hope that you guys love Lindsay's episode today. They say giving birth is equivalent to running a marathon, but what about being pregnant and building a company from scratch while taking on the multivitamin aisle? That is the story of Ritual's founder, Kat Schneider, who started Ritual because she couldn't find a prenatal she could trust. So I just started recently taking the Essential for Women multivitamin, and it's been great so far. They are super gentle on my stomach. I can even take them without food, which is just very convenient. And yeah, it's great because I just want to fill some gaps in my diet. And I feel like this is exactly what I need. They're also great tasting. Like the the Essential for Women multivitamins have like this minty taste. So I'm so not used to that. I'm used to that like not so great aftertaste. So that's been awesome as well. So although I am not pregnant, Ritual has a prenatal that you can trust. They are made with traceable ingredients. You can literally look at a map and see where all the ingredients have come from, which is super cool. And you better believe I checked that out and I loved it. And all of the ingredients are vegan, bioavailable, and clinically studied key nutrients for before and during pregnancy. They're also non-GMO project verified, gluten, and major allergen free. So why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Ritual is offering my listeners 30% off during their first month. Visit ritual.com slash birthnaturally to start Ritual or add Essential for Women prenatal to your subscription today. Welcome, Lindsay. And full disclosure, we had this talk before and we had some technical difficulties. <laughs> and we really appreciate you coming back and doing this again, especially because we are all stuck at home this time and yes. uh, enjoying our social distancing. So at least we get to <laughs> chat. That's something, right? Yes, I am happy to be here again to talk about birth. I'll talk about birth. We can record this five more times. I don't mind. <laughs> We'll just pick and choose the best parts. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So why don't you start us off by just telling us a little bit about you and your family? Yes, I am Lindsay. Um, I'm 30. Oh, gosh. Now I have to think about it. 31. Yes, (laughs) 31 right now. (laughs) Um, I had my first baby uh, almost six years ago. Um, I have been married almost 12 years. Um, Yes, if you're doing the math, we were 20 and 21 when we got married. Um, and we, so far we have two little girls right now and, um, we live in the Pennsylvania and suburbs of Philadelphia and, uh, we're loving life. I stay home with our two girls and was lucky enough to have them both, 
uh, unmedicated at the birth, at a birth center. Awesome. So when did you guys decide to start your family and how was your journey to getting pregnant? Yeah, so we started trying uh, three years into being married and then um, it took another three years to get pregnant. Um, I think the first year of trying was uh, probably very pretty casual. It didn't always feel casual in my head. I was like, we, the violin is working. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second and third years got a little more um, uh, stressful, I guess. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, I asked my OB about it and was just like, she's like, oh, you're so young. Cause I was like 25 at the time. And she's like, you're so young, you'll be fine. And like totally blew it off. <clears throat> but it was hard. Um, so we, you know, always kind of had adoption in the back of our minds. Um, and then by the, it's like got to be the end of the third year of trying. And I was like, no, we're doing something. Like I finally told my OB again, like, you know, when, when you're young, you're only going for yearly visits. So I was like, um, we're still trying. And she's like, oh, um, so we got tested each of us. Um, I guess I got blood work done and my husband got his testing done and, um, we got the call or I, I think I found out we were pregnant. And then the next day we got the call that everything was normal. <laughs> was like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like the timing of that is like, you finally like relax enough to get the testing done and um, you're pregnant. <laughs> that is so crazy. Yeah. So how did your pregnancy go? Yeah. My pregnancy was great and normal. Um, had the normal morning sickness. Um, I was working, uh, we owned a fabric store, so I would, um, that was kind of slow in the afternoon. So I would take naps at work, (laughs) (laughs) like a a ringer on the door. So when somebody come, came in, I could pop up from the back and be like, Oh, what? I wasn't sleeping. sleeping? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wide awake out here. (laughs) Yeah. And as I went through my pregnancy with my OB, I was just, it felt very, uh, sterile is a bad word, but, um, just cold mm-hmm. and unpersonal, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we started thinking about other options. Um, we have friends who had had home births. Um, that was a little um, intimidating for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and we had, I don't know where Michael even heard this, but he's like, people just go out into the woods and give birth. And he's like, that sounds awesome. And I was like, <laughs> who yeah, are you? Me. And <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, where did you hear that? <laughs> I know, like, who's telling you these things? We're not bears. <laughs> Um, (laughs) so we had, uh, I don't remember how we found out about the birth center, but it seemed like the really, a perfect option of midwives in a um, non-hospital setting, um, with a hospital directly across the street. Um, they just seemed so confident and caring, um, when we went for a tour that I just fell in love and I was like, this is it. This is, this, this is the place. And so we started there not too far into pregnancy. I think I was, it was under 20 weeks, I think. Or no, it was even early because they didn't, they were like, oh, you don't need to come in. <laughs> I was like, but like, don't you want to like check me out and everything? And like, <laughs> but I but I want to come in. <laughs> I know, I was like, but I am pregnant. And I was like, <laughs> come tell me how to do the job. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, that's how we got at the birth center and we loved it. So did you tell friends and family what your plans were with birth and did what was the reaction if you did? Yeah. Um, some people were, well, everybody would give you like a weird face, like telling them they're oh, yeah. like, like trying to keep it in, inside their real feelings. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> right. Some people were really good at it. Um, just pretending like, oh, 
okay. I've kind of always uh, been one to not do uh, things normally. Um, (laughs) everyone else does it just because that's the way everyone else does it. So I don't think a lot of people weren't surprised. My mom, who is a nurse was concerned, um, just because, you know, she's been through traditional medical, not medical school to be a doctor, but medical school to be a nurse and has a lot of, uh, experience in that. And so she didn't understand. So I took her to a visit and she's like, oh, now I understand. (laughs) And sometimes that's all you need. Yeah, just to see that it's not all these hippy dippy weirdos. Mm-hmm. Um, they're you know loving, kind professionals. They're not you know. Um, right. So yeah, I think every, everybody got on board, and then once they like, I think after the birth, they all really understood like how beautiful it was and um, how uncomplicated it can be. Right. So, how did you prepare yourself for a natural labor? Did you take any classes? Read any books? Yeah, I took the, I definitely took the class that the birth center offers. Um, they offer, you know, just really good information without scare tactics, which I think is so important. Mm-hmm. And, um, or without like the horrifying birth stories. Um, you know, like one time that never happens, somebody, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't need that in my brain. So thankfully they didn't do that. And then I also read Ina Mae Gaskin's um, Guide to Childbirth. Is it Guide to Natural Childbirth or... I think it's Guide to Childbirth. Guide to childbirth. Yeah. yeah, Guide to Childbirth. Yeah, and that was so empowering. I think maybe that's where we got the idea of somebody in that book gave birth in the woods or something. Like they <laughs> oh, <told> yeah. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> they just went out into the forest and the fairies helped them or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think just reading the real positive, like, I don't think I'd, I had by that point, I had not read or even heard of positive birth experience. I think everyone's like, oh, my aunt, you know, she had a terrible time or, oh, my mm-hmm. sister, you know, like somebody's got a story of somebody's terrible birth that they're really willing to tell pregnant people, which is just terrible. Reading that book and just the conscious um, change of thought process about what contractions are. And that was really helpful, I think. Mm-hmm, definitely. So we are focusing mostly on your second birth, but um with both of your births were you did you go past your due date and how were you feeling as you approached that due date yeah with juniper's birth i um she was born uh, due on may 23rd and that came and went um Mm -hmm. for about i think it was nine days nine or ten days um and that was excruciating that almost felt longer than the three years we waited to get pregnant (laughs) (laughs) i can see that (laughs) i bet you know, you're just so excited. I was at least, I was excited for like to meet my baby. And I was mm-hmm. like, why is this taking so long? <laughs> um, I wasn't super uncomfortable. I'm sure my husband and close family would tell you differently that I was annoying. Um, but I don't remember that part being terrible. Like I just wanted to meet her, I think. Um, by the end, I, I tried like everything they tell you to try. Um, but I think what worked, I had my membrane swept and I did acupuncture all in one day. And then I went into labor the next day. Oh, so, wow. you know, it could it have been one or the other. Could it have been both who really knows, but, mm-hmm. um, it helped, I think. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, so did you have, did okay. your, I'm sorry, <laughs> did your uh, midwife encourage you to write a birth plan? Yes. Uh, yeah, I wrote, um, mine was pretty, um, how do I describe this? Uh, vague and just like the general feelings I wanted to feel and 
um, just my birth plan was mostly like, I put my trust in you midwives to tell me what to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, like I'm here because I trust you and you're the professional. I've never done this before. Um, but like, I just knew I wanted it to be peaceful and, um, uncomplicated, I guess. And so that was my plan. And I, I really did get that. I think, you know, putting those words and thoughts down on paper and out into the world is really powerful. Yeah, that's so true. So when did your contractions finally start? Yeah, so it was about um, two, uh, it was 4 a.m. I'm just looking at my my story that I wrote down since it has been almost six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was 4 a.m. and I woke up with like normal um, cramps. They felt like period cramps. And mm-hmm. um, so I was just laying in bed. I was like, no, I'm just going to go back to sleep. This is nothing. It doesn't hurt that bad. Um, but I laid there and I think by five or six, my husband woke up and he's like, he's like, you're breathing differently. (laughs) I can tell something's happening. Um, and so, um, we just hung out at home for a while. Um, it didn't take too long for them to get more intense than normal period cramps, um, and closer together. Um, so we called the birth center and we were about 45 minutes away. So they told me to come in. I guess it was, it had gotten to the point where like the 411 stage is that four, ooh, four, four minutes apart. Yeah. Four minutes apart, lasting a minute, a minute. for an hour. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good job. You, were, you're, you can tell you're preparing for this coming up. Right? <laughs> I am. She's yeah. doing her research. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so they told me to come in. It was a Sunday morning, so there was no traffic. Um, I don't remember a lot of the ride because I think contractions had gotten stronger um by that point so um yeah I don't remember it's so funny like yeah driving in a car with with intense contractions does not Mm. sound fun (laughs) no no um but then we got to the birth center and I think I like I like slowed down for a little bit but then got more intense and so we got there um I guess four five six I think around 8 a.m um and then labored for a while. I walked in, they have a really pretty garden there um, that I walked around in. I um, I did get in the tub at some point. Um, I guess that was later on, but I labored, sitting on the yoga ball, just trying to laugh. Um, <clears throat> and Michael had made a, a playlist. So we're listening to music and just kind of relaxing and working through all the contractions. Um, and then, yeah, so when I was in the tub, um, that was like the best feeling, like just kind of being weightless to be able to push through, um, not push, but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <through. laughs> but it really helped you right. like you be able to manage the contractions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the midwives were great. They were like, would just pop in and out and it was, um, just relaxed like no one felt stressed which I loved because like if I can feel other people being stressed then I'm like were they stressed what were they stressed about what's wrong yeah so they just kind of like left you alone to do your thing yeah Yeah. they they would come in and check every once in a while but it didn't feel like a lot Mm -hmm. Um, and they really barely did any internal checking which I mean you see that on I feel like it's on like media and everything like when people give birth they're like always checking and 
Like, I don't yeah. want anyone touching anything down there. No, right no. Oh, <laughs> it's horrible then, to yeah, be checked when you're, like, having contractions. Right, <laughs> Do right. you have to do this? They checked the heartbeat, but that was very non-invasive. So. Right, yeah. Like, I had no idea what centimeters I was at when. I don't think they even checked before I started pushing. because they, Oh, that's cool. They're so, like, in tune, I feel like, with the noises and the sounds and the position and your facial expressions and, like, mm-hmm. how you can talk. It's like, if you can talk through something, you're fine. <laughs> right, exactly. Isn't that funny how, how like, yeah. uh, the difference between OBs and midwives is just, yes. it's crazy. Because right. OBs don't do that because they don't know you very well. And right. because they're not in your room very much. So right. they're not no. able to hear you and, you know, see your expressions and all that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's way different experiences. That's really yeah. cool. So we were in the tub and the midwife had come in to check the heartbeat. Everything was fine. She's like, all right, it seems like things are progressing. So she was talking to Michael and she's like, when you hear like low grunting animal noises coming out of your wife, come and get us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that means it's time to start pushing. <laughs> and so it felt like not even a minute she was at the door and I'm like, mm. of course. And he had this look on his face was like sheer panic like she just left like why couldn't you have done this? oh she was in here <laughs> I was like go get her <laughs> so I got out of the tub and um I think I had my my elbows on the bed and like my knees on the floor kind of all fours but propped up a little bit and pushed for a little bit it wasn't too long I think it was like half an hour um and had in the middle of that like a panic that I can't do this um, um, and I remember Michael's like across the bed holding my hands and he's like, you can do it. You're like, you're, you have to do it now. And that's what, like basically what the midwives said. They're like, They're, you can't stop. <laughs> Turn them back now. Right. And then, you know, one last push and her head was out. And then it was, it was surprisingly like easy. They're like, then their body comes out. It's like, oh, all right. <laughs> I did it actually. <laughs> yeah, I actually did it. And my water didn't break until I started pushing. I forgot that. Um, which, you know, they tell you preparing for birth that like, it's not in the middle of the grocery store all the time. That does happen, but Mm -hmm. that's a dramatic way to show in movies that someone's in labor. Mm -hmm. Um, so with both my births, though, um, my water didn't break until I was pushing. So they don't allow you to give birth in the water at the birth center? No, I think, and I'm not an expert on this, but I I think I've heard a rumor that that's like illegal in our state. Okay. in a birth center. I don't, I'm, I'm sure in homes they can't police that, but. Right. And yeah. how was that getting out of the water when you're like I, ready to push? Yeah. I don't remember that too much. I think okay. I had like Michael on one arm and the midwife on the other arm and it was like, stop, walk, stop, walk. Yeah. <laughs> that know? just sounds like, oh, that yeah. sounds so rough when you're so comfortable in the water right, right. and then you're like, oh man, I got to get out of here. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, changing position to all, but going for that like serene. Yeah. Water, yeah. I think it made it like feel like it was getting really close to the end. So that kind of made it bearable. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're like, as long as oh, I can like, get to that bed, I can push my baby out. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's manageable. Yeah. Yeah. So how long did you guys stay at the birth center? Um, we stayed, we had to stay the 12 hours because, um, I was uh, group B strep positive, mm-hmm. so I had to have um, antibiotics throughout labor, and then they had um, a pediatrician come and check the baby just to be sure um, that nothing had transferred or something like that. Um, 
So yeah, we had to stay the 12 hours. So she was born at one. And so we had to stay until 1am. And then they offered like, if we were sleeping to um, stay until the morning um, and not leave in the middle of the night, but someone was laboring next door to us uh loudly <laughs> you're like and, i'm not gonna get any sleep here <laughs> yeah i have a distinct memory of someone had made popcorn in the kitchen and while the rooms are private like and it, what we weren't even that close to the kitchen burnt popcorn smells oh, oh yeah. yeah um so like we could smell popcorn <laughs> we could hear someone in labor and we're like i think we'll just leave now <laughs> yeah <laughs> 1 a.m it's like a great time to 1 get there like time was just not a thing anymore. It right, just- that's very true. You're like, we're all awake anyway. Yeah, exactly. So we came home in the middle of the night and oh. just snuggled. I don't even remember sleeping much that night, but. Oh yeah, oh, the adrenaline and everything. Oh my gosh. How can you yeah. sleep with this like brand new baby? Exactly. I know. That's the hard thing about when I think, yeah, with my second, I had him at 9.50 at night. And yeah. I remember thinking like, I'm really tired right now, but there is no way. Right. Yeah. I'm sleeping. Sure. <laughs> you know? Seriously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. And I have a question about um, the antibiotics. How did they work that? Did you have an IV or were they oral antibiotics? How did that yeah, work? Yeah, it was, a, it was an IV. Um, I, that's, that was one of the things that kind of scared me, um, I guess like leading up, like after they test you for the strep and like it came back positive, like that scared me a little bit, but, um, they were very chill about it. And like, it was like, it was, I think it was every four hours. So I think I only got two doses after being there mm-hmm. and it was easy. It was just an IV and like, it didn't restrict my movements or being in the tub or laboring however I wanted. It was an easy process. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just curious about that. I had my two, I had group B. I was creepy strep positive with both of mine, but I was in a hospital setting. So I'm yeah. just curious when I hear other people are how that works yeah. when you're in an out of hospital setting. So what, so then you're home at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. What, what was your recovery like? It felt, um, it, I don't remember it being terrible. Um, like, uh, I, yeah, I, f- I feel like I got annoyed that like the rule was only going up the stairs once a day. We lived in a townhouse, so it was like stairs all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think for the first week, maybe I followed that rule and I was like, I'm fine. I feel like the recovery was pretty quick. Um, <clears throat> I did have um, an episiotomy. Or not, no, I didn't have an episiotomy. I tore a little bit, so I had to um, get stitches. Mm-hmm. Um so that, yeah, but that, it didn't, it wasn't bad. Like, I didn't feel like I needed frozen pads or, which, I mean, it's good. And what, if, whatever you need to recover is awesome. But right. in my experience, I didn't really need that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so both to, of them, you, you kind of just like, just took it easy and kind yeah. of recover quick. That's awesome. Yeah. Story's recovery was, a, a, my second birth was a little um, more intense. I uh, bled a lot after she was born and mm-hmm. almost had to go to the hospital. Oh, no. um, but that was a bit of a longer recovery. Like I felt weaker for longer. Okay. Um, but yeah, <laughs> they're just all different. <laughs> yeah, that's true. very true. <laughs> did you do, did you do any research or preparation on the postpartum period? You know, not just immediately following birth, but in those weeks and months 
Yeah, I, I'd, I'd be I a new mom. <laughs> um, you know, they everybody said like to expect the baby blues and that kind of thing, and I'm naturally very positive and um, can easily find the bright side in things, and so I didn't think that would be a problem for me. Um, and with Juniper's birth, my first birth, it was um, I was I was okay. I think I was probably worse than I thought I was. Like it was not normal, and mm-hmm. then. But I kind of pushed through and I um, I had a great support group that was through the birth center. It was breastfeeding group. And that, um, like, while we didn't have any problems breastfeeding, it was just so great to have a group of women to sit and talk with um, and really relate to with all little babies and that kind of stuff. Um, But then with story, I, um, yeah, it was a lot darker and it was uh, really hard and stressful with two kids. Um, and I feel like I went, I got to a much darker place and had to get some counseling. Um, it was really hard to admit that I had postpartum depression. Um, I don't know if it was like the stigma of it or just that me, a positive person was really struggling. And I like, I have these two little beautiful girls and I, you know, I'm in a dark place with life. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. hard. It's easy to feel guilty. Like, what am I doing yeah. wrong? But obviously we know that, especially hearing so many birth stories that it's very common, unfortunately, but, yeah. and it's, you know, it's, it's normal. And as long as we can, you know, be honest and open about it, it's, obviously we can get through it, you know, as you right. did. So yeah. how, what did you do? Did you end up, you ended up seeing a therapist? Yeah. So I went to, um, the breastfeeding group actually, which I hadn't been cause Juniper was growing up and not nursing anymore. And then being pregnant and having a baby, like I hadn't just been gone to the, to the group because mm-hmm. of life. And I went and I, uh, opened up and I was like, guys, I'm, I'm not in a good place. I don't know what to do about it. And the breastfeeding instructor leader group leader kind of looked at me and she's like you need professional help please go get it (laughs) like and I think it took somebody like saying that straight out to me because I hadn't been able to really tell anybody how dark I was so Um, did your husband notice but he was just kind of like I think he I think he noticed but Mm -hmm. I couldn't even tell him like I didn't want to scare him like right yeah no uh, that's understandable yeah so I um yeah. So I, I did, I found a counselor, um, and we talked through a lot of stuff and like, she like released a lot of the pressure I think I was putting on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it's okay to feel sad. It's not okay to feel suicidal. And mm-hmm. like, we just worked through a lot of stuff. And, um, so yeah, it was, it was super beneficial. I think I only went for a few months. Um, and then, you know, a lot of things changed, like the hormones changed, I think, um, you know, babies getting older and just being a little easier change. Right. Like it wasn't constantly sleep. Yeah, sleep, sleeping a little bit. <laughs> uh, so like, yeah, counseling, just moving on with life helped. I think moving on with life is the wrong word, but like just the progression of life. Right. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. That's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Therapy really, really works. And even if yeah. it's a scary thing, to do, which I'm sure for most people who have never gone to therapy, it is scary, but it truly works. It's not like an immediate fix, you know, but if you take the time and talk out your problems, it it really works. You get through it. 
Yeah. That's an important thing for yeah. and the somebody going through that to remember. The yeah. alternative is scarier. The alternative that is um, true. just pretending like it's going to go away. I mean, sometimes it does, but sometimes right. it gets worse. Right, so, exactly. You know, take care of yourself. That's a huge part of exactly. postpartum. And we focus mostly on the baby because yeah well and I think we do we do somewhat focus on mom's physical needs but not necessarily her emotional needs right exactly yes that is so true that is like you very rarely hear anyone speak about what happens emotionally and mentally postpartum and it's huge it's Mm -hmm. huge really is so Do you have any advice for moms that would be, that would consider, hold on, let me re-say that because <laughs> that's words okay. aren't coming out. Okay. <laughs> Do you have any advice for moms that may be considering a med-free birth, whether it be in a hospital, a birth center, at home? Yeah, I would say um, ask your friends, ask as many people as you can about their birth stories. Um, and I think you'd find how many had beautiful unmedicated births. Mm-hmm. Um, I think not everybody, uh, loves talking about it as much as maybe we do. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Uh, this is true. <laughs> but like, I, I have several friends who even had really great hospital unmedicated births. Um, so just get as many birth stories as you can. Um, yeah, maybe avoid people who, you know, have had traumatic births. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, Tune those down. <laughs> right. <laughs> but get a full range. You know, I think, no one birth way is right for everyone. Yeah. Uh, and so just feel the freedom to go your own way and just don't do it in the woods. <laughs> good. That's, that is a really good. <laughs> Avoid the woods. Stay out of the woods. <laughs> so do you have any products that you really loved for either of your babies or for yourself postpartum? Yeah. So this is funny. You, I, I, you told me this question earlier mm-hmm. and I honestly couldn't think of anything and I have the worst time buying, um, baby presents for people <laughs> because <laughs> me like, too. I think you really don't need very much. Right. Exactly. Um, I think we're made to sustain and survive with our babies without all of the products that are marketed to us. Yeah. Um, I love, I mean, we loved simple swaddles, and baby carriers. Um, so yeah, I guess that would be my advice. You don't need all the stuff, Toys R Us, yeah. well, not Toys R Us now, but even anybody is trying to sell you. <laughs> right, yeah. Did you have any carriers that you like were obsessed with? Because I know some people are like, yeah. this brand of carrier, you know? I loved the Solly babies um, okay. for when they were little. And then as they got bigger, we lived in ring slings. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, okay, they're cool. awesome. between Between me and Kate, we have... All of that covered, so I feel I feel good now. Go All ahead. the baby carriers, yeah. All the baby carriers, <laughs> yes. It's an, it can be an addiction. It's terrible. I know. It really like, is. Ooh, like, this one's I need a little this one, and I need this yeah. color. But if, it, if it's summertime and the baby is this old, then I might need this. Right. right. <laughs> and we like. I know it's crazy. There's so many so, options. I was trying to That's explain this like to my this. husband. He was like, "Yeah." <laughs> There's just so many options. It's yes. crazy. There used to be an awesome group, and I don't know if it's still around anymore, where you could go to their meetings and try, like, every yes. time. Are, are they still around? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know. They were around, actually. Idea. Yeah, they were around when my first, and he's 12, when, was a baby. Yeah. And they, and you could go, and it was, like, almost like they would bring it and be, like, a library. Like, you could, yes. like, yeah. check. Yeah, really cool. 
Yeah, because it's it's an investment. I mean, they're yeah. not they're not uh-huh. cheap. I know. And and you don't know what's going to work best for your body, for, you know, your back, like what's going to hurt your back, right. you know, because what right. somebody likes is could be completely opposite of what right. you like. So that is actually a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my tip is to have a sister who had a baby right before you did. <laughs> um, all her stuff. Or a friend or a friend. <laughs> yes, exactly. Find a friend who had a baby. Me, yeah. Me, me sure like, I don't need work. anything. I'm just <laughs> like, I got it all Great. for you. <laughs> So, Lindsay, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Oh, sure. Um, they can follow me on Instagram. I'm love.palmer, um, which is, uh, it was my business name. I don't do much with business anymore, but it's mostly just pictures of my kids and artwork and that kind of stuff. Um, or they can email me if you want to put my email in the show notes. I'd sure. love to talk birth with anybody who has questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. We'll we both will definitely those. do that. Yeah. And your Instagram is so cute and fun and uplifting. Oh, and, yeah. Especially in these crazy times. So yeah. Trying it. to be a positive light there. Definitely. Yeah. So well, needed. thank you. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for coming on the podcast again and sharing yes, your story thank you with so us. Much for having me again. <laughs> we hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode and don't forget to follow along on Instagram at birth naturally. And if you like today's episode, please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. We love reading your reviews. We really appreciate the reviews we got this week too. So thanks guys. And we'll see you next time.